2: you up on game because I know that we need it. You want NFL experience? Then this is the show for you. This is Up On Game. Relax and take
3: notes while I put you up on game.
2: With LeVar Arrington, T.J. Huchmanzada, and Plaxico Burris. Did you hear that? LeVar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada? Plaxico Burris? It's a show with three of the best to ever do it on and off the field. Live from the TireRack.com studios of Fox Sports Radio. And now, here's Pro Bowlers LeVar Arrington and T.J. Hushmanzada.
4: All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Welcome to Hour 2 of the show. It's T.J. Hushmanzada. It's LeVar Arrington. Flex burris is off for the weekend, but that's all right. We're still going to bring it to you, and we're going to bring it to you live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com. We'll help you get there an unmatched selection, fast-free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. TJ Hushmanzada, we got some great weather here. It was like 90 degrees yesterday out here in sunny uh, L.A. It felt good, looked good out there, and I knew it was going to be a great night of uh, football that took place. Looks like the same exact thing. It's going to be some nice weather for today and some football being played in, in the nice weather areas. It St- looks like it's kind of holding up on the East Coast as well. And, well, speaking of nice weather, you don't have to worry about the nice weather uh, in, in Las Vegas because, well, their stadium is indoors, and it's very nice. Looks like the Death Star, if, if you've been there, it's pretty, pretty uh pretty phenomenal uh, piece of real estate and that real estate has recently been obtained and acquired by one Antonio Pierce as the the leader and the 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 governing arm of the football team of the Las Vegas Raiders Um, how do you feel about this move they get rid of Josh McDaniels it's a mid-season move they get rid of the, the GM, Ziggler, it's a mid-season move. It's a big move for this team, um, considering that I believe there's still four years left. Is that correct, Bo? There's four years left on McDaniel's contract, so they're still going to have to pay him out four years' worth of, of work and business, but ultimately opens the door for this team to, to have an opportunity to change course. Now, with that being said, they do not um, – how how should I put this? They did not, they did not appoint a coordinator as as the start uh, the the interim head coach. They put a positional coach at the interim uh, position, which is something that is rarely heard of or is something that happens in that manner. What do you think happened here, and how do you see this going for the Las uh, Vegas Raiders? Well, the only
5: option was the defensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator w- was fired. And so they they had one option, defensive coordinator or Antonio Pierce. And they chose to go with AP. So when we say AP, we're referring to Antonio Pierce. I played against AP in junior college, played against him in college, played against him in the league, coached with him, high school football out here. AP is a leader of men. He will make sure these guys are ready. AP is smart, hmm. extremely intelligent when it comes to the game of football. He he was a good player because he was just smarter than everybody else. And, and so he's going to instill some of that in these players. And I'm sure he was doing that when he was – the position coach, but there's only so much you can do when you're a position coach. The coordinator wants to run his defense this way. You're going to teach your guys. This is how he wants it to be ran. And this is how we're going to run it. You have no choice. And so now that he's in charge, okay, I want it this way. Now I want things to be done this way. And that's what will happen. And so I believe that you'll see the Raiders play better football. You'll see guys uh, just playing understanding of what to expect, where to be. Josh McDaniels is a good football coach. He's just not a good head coach, but he's mm-hmm. a good football coach. And, and so, the Raiders have fired John Gruden and John Josh McDaniels in the span of three years. That's a lot of money they owe to these coaches. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm hoping that AP can show that he is deserving of consideration when the season ends, but if these players can take on his personality and what he's trying to instill, they're going to be fine, and we'll see Antonio Pierce be a head coach here sooner than later, if not with the Raiders.
4: Hmm. I... um. I definitely, we definitely have a a personal relationship. And, and just listening to what you had to say, well, let's, before I get my opinion, let's hear what Antonio Pierce had to say becoming the, the new interim head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders.
5: I had opportunities to leave and go to other organizations. I decided not to. The short story, the matter of fact is I grew up in Compton, California. I was born a Raider. I was born with the Raiders rolling in the Coliseum in L.A. I was rolling with N.W.A. talking straight out of Compton, Mm -hmm. rocking Raider hats. So when the opportunity came to work with Josh and Pat Graham and Dave, I jumped on it. So that's what set me up for this. I was born this way.
4: If you're listening, you can hear the intensity level of what's in Antonio Pierce's voice. Uh, He handles things in such a very um, nice and, and direct manner. He's he's one that has you could say has been being groomed for a moment such as this. He coached under uh, Herm Edwards for quite some times and looked to be the successor to Arizona State's program before things got weird like there like what's going on with Michigan right now. Things got weird like that at Arizona State. The, the wheels fell off. Everybody knows the story how that all ended. But he finds himself coaching linebackers at for for the Raiders. He did have plenty of opportunities to move on. And, and go to different situations. He held steadfast in Las Vegas. I think if you really want to know the truth of why you passed up on coordinators to go to Antonio Pierce's, you know, no no shade to, to the offense coordinator, no shade to the defense coordinator, but AP's probably the most brilliant a uh, uh, brilliant coaching mind football mind that you have um on that coaching staff that's that's not an insult that's just what it is that's first and foremost secondly i think the thing that separates coaches these days tj from coaches of the past is that coaches of the past ruled with iron fist and and a lack of really um relatability to to the players and that was okay because that was the way the culture was. That was how things were kind of established. Coaches were coaches. They were authoritative figures. It doesn't matter if you like me, if you love me, if you hate me. You're going to do it how I want you to do it. How coaches used to say, you do it my way or it's the highway. You know, is that? And they led with that. You know, and it was more or less not relationship driven. It was fear driven. A lot of coaches, old school coaches, led by fear. Their motivation was to scare the, the S out of you to do what it is that they wanted you to do and how they coached you to do it. You see today the success that you have from players and programs these days are coaches like Mike Tomlins and, and, and Daniel in in Miami. And, you know, even you, you talk about an old school coach that had, had it figured out a long time ago. Andy Reid has always been a, I love my players, a, a players first type of coach. And you always see the results. Pay, playing out differently with these types of guys. Those guys love Antonio Pierce in that locker room. I bet you if I were a betting man, I would tell you after you saw – what was perceivably a an emotional breakdown or a letdown with Devontae Adams after that game and him saying I didn't want to say what I really felt and because it would be used against me, this and that. I bet you Mark Davis went to those players and each and every one of those players from Max Crosby to Devontae Adams all said that Antonio Pierce should be the head coach of this team. We trust him. We believe in him. He brings, he brings something to the table that makes us believe and makes us feel like we can turn this thing around. Around. I would be willing to bet that it was the players that led the charge on Antonio Pierce getting this opportunity.
5: And, and if that's the case, then you already know the amount of respect that he's going to receive going into this. And listen, real recognize real. AP is a real dude. He's going to tell you uh, what's right, not what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. And you may not like it, but you're going to respect it. There's so many former players that want to coach, but you got to start in the basement and then you're going to go teach something that you know isn't the correct way, but you got to teach it because this is how they want it to be taught. This is what they want to do. And and that's the biggest problem in football is when you come in at the basement and this coach wants things done this way and you know it isn't the right way, what well, what do you do, teach something different or being subordinate? And so I hope he does well because with the way D'Amico Ryan's and the Houston Texans are playing, this now can start to open up the door for former players that have always wanted to get in coaching but don't want to start in the basement.
4: Hmm. Wow. It'll be interesting to see how this one plays off. I think we had this discussion during the course of, of the week, which, by the way, if you want to hear us every single day during the course of the week, you can hear us at Up On Game, our podcast. We we give you content every day. We discussed this, and I believe the, the number we came up with that would be a, a, a winning number for Antonio Pierce and the Las Vegas Raiders would be four to five games. Win four to five games, you're in. And and you move forward and see what happens in terms of um, how you build and shape the, If If the they program. do that,
5: they do that, they cooking with grease. Because, like, the Raiders aren't – the defense is playing well. They just need some production from the offensive side of the ball. And they're going to start the rookie, Aiden O'Connell out of Purdue. Not very mobile, but he can throw the football. And, and so – This new offensive coordinator, who I believe was the quarterback coach, he should have a rapport with him. He should have spent a ton of time with him considering he's a rookie, so you know what he likes, what he doesn't like, what he does well, what he doesn't do well. And so that cohesiveness should be there. And and, and so is it fitting, though? AP wins a Super Bowl with the Giants, and his first game as a head coach in the National Football League will come against the New York Giants. And so – Things tend to come full circle for him. I'm sure to be mixed emotions, first head coaching game, but it's going against the team that he won that Super Bowl with a team that he has a lot of uh, respect for. But uh, I'm rooting for him. I hope he does well. The the Raiders, if the Raiders, I got a lot of friends that are Raider fans, right? (laughs) Yes, we do. It's so – What's up, Emo? Shouts out to Bowie. It's so the, – the Raiders, man, they'll be losing games and they fans, they they loyal to the end. We, we going to get them next week. They're losing. We going to get them next week. And so with AP now as a head coach, it's a renewed energy that they have, albeit in the middle of the season, it's a renewed energy. And so if he can get this W tomorrow, man, the Raider fans and Raider Nation – they will be so optimistic about what's to come in
4: the future. Imagine him getting his first win against his old team that he won a Super Bowl with in the New York Giants. So <laughs> me and AP been connected for a long time, too. We go back to college. Uh, We played against each other. We were teammates in Washington. Then we were teammates in New York City. He was actually the reason why I chose New York over Green Bay Packers for the end of my career. Um, I wish him all the the best. I know you do, TJ. We wish you the best, AP. Do your thing, my guy. Not just because you're one of the homies, but yeah, because you just always been a good dude man always been a dude that you pull for and want to see see things go well for them so all right on the other side of the break we are going to bring the the, the growing budding superstar of the some dude podcast uh Cuff's the legend. He'll be coming in, and we will be talking basketball. So you won't want to miss that. Stay tuned. This is Up On Game. That's TJ Hushmanzada. This is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio
2: has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Over Promised. Well, if you don't get enough, Kavino and Rich, make sure you check out Over promise and also uncensored by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. Perfect. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Cavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio
4: app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you ever play the over under game with your friends? You know, the think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two-liter, right? If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, rebounds, points, assists, and more. Track your picks and play against others
6: Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up to date list of states, visit dkng.co/pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com/promos. apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
4: sometimes you just gotta let the return of the mac breathe a little bit yeah and it's up on game on (laughs) <laughs> all right welcome back in up on game yeah y'all know i like music i love music and i be vibing with the music um you know what else i be vibing with conversations with my man tj hushman this is up on game this is fox sports radio and it is another person that i like vibing with as well that we're going to bring in so that we could just start touching on all these nba topics that are going on out there in the world we had a spirited debate uh yesterday super super spirited i think it may continue on into this show today so without further ado let's bring in our guy nba analyst and uh, we haven't got a hold of him yet okay we're, we're going to get a hold of him hey, but LaFleur. we will be bringing cuffs the legend in to have
5: this discussion what you got tj did you see that montez sweat just signed just a contract signed with the yes how do no, you, you see, feel about that 90 I mean, million base no four years 100 million basically 25 million a year um Hopefully he, he can turn into the player that his athletic talent. Man, Sweat's been a, a, a G in, in Washington, man. Yeah, but he, he doesn't put up sack numbers. Like, when you pay a defensive end that type of number, you need sacks. I, I and, won't
4: and... disagree with you there, but Montez Sweat be balling for, for the Washington Command. He was balling for the Washington Commanders, man. That dude's a difference maker. I, I got I to say that. I mean, that dude, he's been a consistent difference maker for them but do 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 you want your defensive ends to sack the quarterback? I want them to wreck plays. That's my my main focus is the first and foremost thing I want you to do, which may not always show in the stat lines of tackles for loss or sacks. I want you to be so disruptive that even if it's other players that are benefiting from that and getting sacks and getting tackles for losses, it's still on film that you are a disruptive player. And I think that's what
5: Montez Sweat developed and established in Washington. I will say that, so... I but mean, let's do this. this. Let's his do this. Fifth, his fifth season has never had double-digit sacks. So, I mean, hopefully this year can be the year he already has six-and-a-half six sacks, so hopefully uh, this may be the year. But Well, he got I rewarded got for it, he but did. he didn't go to the greatest of organizations. It's not like
4: he took a step up. Now, your boy Chase Young, that's a hell of a step up, even though this, this San Francisco team is suffering and kind of struggling right now to kind of figure things out. But let's just have the conversation uh, – in in the basketball arena instead of the football arena but shots out to montez uh sweat for getting that new contract with with the chicago bears maybe they're going in the right direction but who's going in the right direction this early in the season for the nba who's going to win this play in tournament i mean no one better to talk about it than our guy from some uh, dude uh, some dude show uh Mr. Cuffs the legend, he he now joins us on uh the hotline. What what's going on, sir? What we got going on? Man,
3: the NBA in season tournament, man, is looking good. The court looking crazy. The on y'all photo is
5: court. Yeah, bro. that's real crazy. Okay. Real so, colorful it, kind of,
3: it
4: was
5: kind of real kind colorful. Of Real colorful. <laughs>
4: Is it super yeah, really colorful, right. as in like L.A. Clippers and L.A. Lakers? Colorful, like I know you and uh, T.J. like to geek out on on the Lakers, and and, and everybody likes to talk about what the Clippers are going to be. What what's what's the rundown on on those guys, man? Y'all want to go all in depth on the Lakers and how they're going to be a dominant team all year? Go, y'all got the floor.
3: <laughs> oh, this well, guy. you know. We saw the game the other night. Quad Leonard came out like a cyborg. You know, he was hot in the first quarter, but you know, the the LA Clippers have dominated the Lakers the last like eleven matchups, so that was a big win for the Lakers. LeBron looking like year like he's in year three, year four. Uh I don't know I don't know what's really going on with Braun right now, bro. Like I've never seen somebody look this phenomenal at that age. We've never seen the oldest player in the NBA. Like, you remember when Vince Carter and those guys were at that age, 38, 39? They didn't look like this. And those guys were super athletes as well. But it's been amazing. Anthony Davis is playing like the defensive player of the year and the MVP candidate right now. We've never seen that from a guy where he can win both awards i feel like if the lakers keep going but i'm excited man i'm excited about what i'm seeing for the lakers man so the fans i know the fans are excited too
4: hmm how you feel about it, tj
5: the it's different I, the, the, this in season tournament for me is it's going to take some time for me to get used to the court i mean and they're telling you it's different by the yeah. court the, courts, <laughs> the court is it, crazy. The court, court is telling,
4: telling you like it this. Is, it looked like it was like what? Like a cartoon land or like you know, yeah, Space yeah. You Jam. know what I said?
3: You know what I said, guys? It looked like Space Jam, but yeah. it also looked like when I first turned to it last night on the on the T V in four K, it looked like they were playing basketball in the middle of the ocean in Turks and Caicos. Like it looked like they was <laughs> in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> and they got crazy. some clear
4: water there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's
4: crazy. All right, let me ask but, y'all uh, this. Let me ask y'all this: Would the Las Vegas Aces be able to play their way into uh, you oh, know, win, <laughs> winning the the play in tournament?
3: Hey, look, hey, Clay Travis, Clay Travis, whatever your name is, man. Come on, knock it off, man. Like, <laughs> give more respect to the ladies, man. The ladies, we got some real hoopers out there. Shout out to the to the Vegas Aces. I know some of the ladies on the team, Alicia Clark, Six Woman of the Year, Sydney Coast, and shout out to those ladies, man. Back to back. Back to back. It's hard to do. <laughs>
4: All right, let me put this in context so we can have this conversation because <laughs> we've had spirited conversations. If you want to hear the spirited conversations, which had explicitives in it and everything, it was it was a real vibe, like it was a real um, trash talk debate session that took place yeah. on Up on Gang. You can check that out. Yeah. The yeah, latest edition on on the podcast, wherever it is you get your podcast. So Clay, Tom, uh, Clay Travis, Clay um, of Outkick had some very, very interesting words to say about how relevant and how good WNBA players are and basically said nobody cares about the WNBA and and that a team of his choice, a championship team in high school of his choice, would be able to beat the the Las Vegas Aces in a game up and up, which the Las Vegas Aces won the WNBA championship. That became an opinionated conversation. Uh, whoa, you guys fall on you and TJ fall on the side of the the, the women's team would win if they were to play. Tell me why.
5: Personally, well, I just, you got no, go, go ahead, cuffs. You got it. Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: Man, I just think the ladies need more respect because if you take. Aja Wilson and those aces, Kelsey Plum, Chelsea Gray. you take those ladies to a rural town in Wisconsin somewhere and you play against a high school state championship boys team, those ladies are going to annihilate those boys. Like they, they, like I always say about little shoulders, they shoulders not going to be big enough. Like they're going to get punished out there, physicality wise and IQ wise.
5: Mm. That's the biggest thing. It's in between the ears. What these ladies know about the game of basketball, um, the work ethic, this is the job for them. It's a hobby for a lot of high school kids until it becomes a job. Like these ladies, this is what they eat, yeah. breathe, and sleep is basketball. They don't have to go to school. They go train, and they get better at basketball. And so I'm rolling with the ladies in this. Now, there are some really good high school players, some really good high school teams Yeah, they may be more athletic, but the IQ and the understanding of the game of basketball, you can't take that for granted that that's where their advantage will be. And so I'm rolling with the ladies on this. Uh, If this game was to ever take place, uh, Clay Travis may be surprised.
4: So I was just looking up Mount Verde, all right, and that's a that's an elite basketball oh, program in Florida, all <laughs> right. Because go. y'all like to throw out like like things that kind of may skew kind of what what Clay said. Now, while I'm, I mean, I'm not a Clay Travis, you know, apologist or even a fan. I, I respect what he does, but when I stopped and thought about it, and I ran it through my mind. Uh, I found it to be very, very, uh, v- a very, very intriguing conversation because while I'll agree with you, cuffs, if it's just a regular rural uh, Wisconsin state it championship, it doesn't matter team, who it is, man. It does matter. It does matter. It it, it, it certainly doesn't. matters because if you're going to one of the elite of most elite programs, which that would be the only program that I would say this argument makes it matter. Is because of private school, private school politics, and private school power. If you have unlimited resources that are governing that school, the IMGs, the Mount Verde Academies, um, there's a few more out there that that you know are really, really elite programs that are driven by a lot of dollars coming from apparel companies like footwear companies and other businesses that benefit from the high level of play that that these schools have and producing their prospects and players you're ha- you're going to have nba prospects playing on your team they're going to be littered all throughout your team if all things given you have a state championship caliber team that clay Clay chooses, and it's like one of those teams. Like the, There's a team out of Missouri called, I, I want to say, Link. Uh, Link's, the Link's uh, team, it's a private school team out of Missouri. They're the number one rated team in the country right now, and I believe they won the championship last year. But I, Or maybe they were the national
5: champions
4: last year. It doesn't year. matter.
5: It doesn't matter.
4: Here's the reason why I think it matters. The reason why I think it matters is because the tallest – the tallest girl, the tallest woman oh on, on this team. Hey, wh- wh- 64 why, why do you think the height matters? Height matters because it's like it's like asking why does height matter with an offense alignment or with a quarterback? While you may have exceptions to the rule, you'll have a couple exceptions. If you're if you're talking about talent level, skill level, and ability to to do things on the basketball court, I think hi- height matters. I think it does matter. If a six four four six four center or six four uh power forward is going up against a six nine, six ten uh six eleven center or six
5: nine, six ten power Le- forward, every- that matters. Everybody, everybody always says the same thing in any sport. It's more mental than physical. And we can all agree that the ladies have a mental advantage. 100%. But you, but you want to go to the height. That's a physical I, well, attribute. That's
4: my first My first point of introducing. First of all, it's going to be all physical attributes that are going to be the difference in between and the reasoning why a WNBA team would so most you, likely you, you lose you don't to do top think you, you don't think the IQ team.
5: you don't believe the IQ will come into play then that's what I you're believe saying.
4: the IQ would would be the reason why it's a close game I don't believe the IQ would be the reason why they win I think in one my game money,
3: my money on Candace Parker I take I, I put my money on Candace Parker I'm oh, I'm, I'm bro, <laughs> Asia
5: Asia Wilson going to punish them boys down low man she going to punish them <laughs> I
3: got my money uh, on I, Candace I just I don't
4: Maybe I have a very hard time comprehending, you know how how that would play out with dudes that can jump out of the gym, that can shoot the lights out, and and they're in the same high school. Like we're not talking a. Uh, 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 a state championship team that has one player that can dominate the entire game and take them to a state title. I'm talking about an elite program that has division one players at every position that has at least one or two guys that are going to play in the NBA at at, within. Keep in mind the next year or two, they'll put one year in college and then they'll go to the pros. You're talking about guys that are ready to go to the pros right now that are in high school. I don't see them being able to beat, I I don't see the WNBA players as professional women's basketball players being able to beat the most elite teams, maybe two or three
3: in the country that are high school teams. Now, it might make me sound crazy, but I just don't see it. I know who they can beat. I know who Montverde and those great high school teams probably can beat right now. They probably can beat the Memphis Grizzlies right now.
4: You stupid. Memphis Grizzlies
3: looking <laughs> sad, man.
4: Wait, what, why those... is that? It's because they don't got Ja? What, what's what's the problem? Yeah,
3: ja, ja Morant, y'all, like, look, Ja Morant, he hasn't played a game this season, but he, he's an MVP candidate right now without playing any games. <laughs> he suspended 25 games. He suspended the first 25 games. Market Smart is on the court crying last night. He is not used to losing. They owe and six. The jig is hovering on Memphis, man. So oh, no. John Moran, the MVP right
5: now. Oh no. Man, Memphis has not won a game. If they if when John Morant comes back, if they start winning, oh MVP. my God, he means that much to the team. Like John Moran is a phenomenal talent, but wow. Did <laughs> he mean this much or 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 cuffs? Was Dylan Brooks really just underrated for his defense <laughs> and what he brought to the team? I'm uh, just, not, I'm not
3: Dylan Brooks. Hey, Dylan Brooks, though, I got to say, him, shout out to Fred VanVleet, both of those guys, they brought some leadership over there to those young Houston Rockets with Jabari Smith. Uh, Jalen Green, like I'm loving the Houston Rockets. Like they're not going to win a lot of games this year, I don't think. But I'm seeing their leadership over there. So shout out to Dylan Brooks, man. Even though Steph Steph had that boy out of his shoes, he shook him out of his shoes the other night with that head fake. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, he hit him.
3: Look it, he hit him with the Macaulay Caughing, man. Shout out to Steph. Steph played great last night too, by the way, against OKC. Game winner. Mm,
4: that's Cuffs, the legend. You can catch him on some dude show that's at some dude show by the way you can check him out on youtube you can also catch him on up on game presents that's right he is an up on gamer i mean dude is a beast with his commentary and with his opinions he'll have you laughing but he'll also be putting you up on game as well so shots out to cuffs we appreciate you coming in man coming on the show Um, keep up the good work and yeah we'll talk to you next time my guy
3: my guys, i see y'all next week, man. Yes, sir. sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Cuff. All right. That's Cuff's
4: the legend right there. And another legend, by the way, uh, Isaac Lohenkron. All right, let's get let's get this update, Ilo. Let's let's see what's going on right now. Shots out to Rutgers right now, huh?
7: Boy, you're not kidding because they've just gone to halftime and Rutgers has just taken a 9-7 lead over number one Ohio State on three field goals. Headed into halftime, Rutgers nine, top-ranked Ohio State seven. Seventh-ranked Texas up 17-7 at halftime over number 23 Kansas State. Number 10, Ole Miss up 20-14 over Texas A&M late in the second quarter. And check out what Clemson is doing to 15th-ranked Notre Dame.
0: Notre Dame at the Clemson 24. Hartman empty. Three wide outs to his right, two to his left. Takes a shotgun snap. Back to throw. Throws it underneath. It's picked. And Trotter, Trotter return for a touchdown. <laughs> and that's Trotter in the end zone for the second time this season. And a defensive touchdown for Clemson.
7: WCCP on the call as Clemson leads 15th-ranked Notre Dame 24-9 at halftime. NFL Media reported a short time ago that newly acquired Chicago Bears pass rusher Montez Sweat has agreed to a four-year, $98 million extension in Major League Baseball. The Cincinnati Reds officially declined six-time All-Star first baseman Joey Votto's $20 million club option for 2024, making him a free agent. Finally, LeVar and TJ, back to the NFL. Yesterday on WIP Radio out of Philadelphia, a caller named Peter called in with a passionate take on the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry. It turned out that Peter is a police officer and was calling in while he was on duty. How do we know that? Well, listen to this.
6: You've got to get the team up, the players up, to hate the Cowboys. Hit them in the face. You, you've you got to bring that culture back. You've got to get them. You, sorry, I'm pulling someone over. Uh, you've got to get that back and get them back in. This is not just a game. This year especially, it's the division. This could be the home run oh, for the playoffs God. or not.
7: Hope the person he pulled over was an Eagles fan and definitely not a Cowboys fan. Back to you. Ooh,
4: wow. Hey, enjoy your day, Ilo. Uh, you always do such a
5: great job. Um,
4: <laughs> that's pretty funny. Hey, hopefully
5: that, the person that he was pulling over was listening and say, hey, can, I'm just listening to you on the radio. What's that's up? I broke the
4: law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. All right, well, that was Isaac Lowenkron. That's T.J. Hushmanzada. On the other side of the break, we're going to wrap this thing up. It's been an interesting, fun show, so make sure you stay locked in. Stay tuned. All right, this is Up On Game. Fox Sports Radio we will be right back.
6: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: All right, welcome back into the show. This is Up On Game. TJ Hutchman's out of LaVar Arrington. Plexico Burris is off for the weekend. Uh, hopefully, if you missed anything, you get an opportunity to go check out the rest of it on eh, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. Huh? That's uh, Up On Game. And up on Game Presents as well. You can check out some really, really cool content like our guy Cuffs the Legend. You can check him out on Presents. So uh, speaking of going back to, to basketball, TJ, this is an interesting uh, business development. Bo, can you tell us about how Kim Kardashian is now more a part of sports, and in specific, in particular, the NBA and WNBA, um, today. Yeah. We, we, how is she a part of this? Yeah,
7: so Kim Kardashian is the uh, co-founder and creative director at Skims, which is a uh, underwear company. And uh, she announced this week, in part with uh, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, that Skims is now the uh, official underwear partner of the uh, NBA, the WNBA, and USA Basketball.
4: All right. Well, congrats. Well, let me give them a – let me give them – there you
7: go. Yeah, Adam Silver said, uh, Together, Skims, the NBA, WNBA, and USA Basketball will leverage the power of basketball to generate excitement and demand by showing up in unexpected ways. So,
4: And, and ultimately, you know, you got to be comfortable um, in your undergarb. I mean, that is very, very important to have, uh, you know, comfort in, in that that place. So let me tell you something that's a pretty tremendous development if you're a business person in a brand to be able to connect your brand to, uh, the NBA. Uh, What what was your first opinion? And what was your first take when you heard this news? That skims that, and and in fact, I, I heard that skims will is on one of the courts. Now I don't know which court it is in the NBA, but I hear skims is actually on the court, the actual court, um, and that's, a, that's being branded, and so, so it's there. What's your take on this, TJ? I,
5: I don't really have an, a take, really, but I was watching a game. It was game one, and I don't recall which game it was. It was like the first day of the games uh, of the season for the NBA, and I saw Skims on the court, and I was like, wait, I didn't know what Skims was. Lakers and Bucks. Lakers okay, and it, Bucks. And so I didn't know what skims was And So my wife sits down and she starts watching the game and she was like, what is skims doing on the court? And I'm like, what's that? And so she explained it to me and I was like, oh, wow, she must be a sponsor. Cause she was like, that's Kim Kardashian stuff. And I was like, oh, she, they must be a sponsor. And so when you see anything on the court automatically, you know, it's a sponsor and Mm -hmm. to be on the court, she is paying the NBA big bread. And she's going to be making big bread because. uh, Forgetting that, I didn't know what Skims was. Now now I do, do. and so so many people that see that Skims on the court, they are going to know what it is. If they didn't know, if they were in the dark like I was, and so, anytime you can attach your product with the NFL, the NBA, your product is going to grow. So I expect our product to grow. And grow at a fast rate, uh, man. They when I tell you, they just do great business, man. They they they're smart. You you got to give them their credit. Uh, they're smart women, um, and to be partnered with the NBA is is a great decision on her behalf, and obviously financially on the NBA. I'm sure it's a great decision on their behalf as well.
4: I I think it's interesting the phenomenon of the phenomenon of influencers. That are outside the realm and the parameters of sports becoming the biggest drivers of sports. We saw it start to take place in boxing. You know, you you saw how uh, the brothers. What what what's their names? Uh, why am I blanking on their names right now? The two only brothers, brothers that... is is Charlo. No, no, no. They're not even boxers. They they're they're influencers. The the, the two influencers no, that was boxing. Are brothers? you talking about the Paul no, no, only... brothers? Yeah, the Paul brothers. Right? Huh? Oh, Jake Paul and uh, Logan. Right, Paul? you're okay. right, right. Logan and Jake, they 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 created a different view and a different vantage point of how we view boxing. Because at first we was just like, man, this is a joke, da da da. These these fights are fixed, and regardless of if they were or if they weren't, them dudes opened up a entirely different uh, market and clientele and fan base to the sport, and it was like, huh. If the Paul brothers could get out here, fight, do well, and bring an entire and, and I'm talking millions, millions upon millions of people who probably did not take the time to pay attention to what was going on in the sport of boxing, now all of a sudden are paying attention to boxing because of the Paul Brothers. Now, fast forward, it's like, huh, the NFL ain't gonna just let boxing get get that type of Movement, so they do their own version of it, and they bring in Taylor uh, Taylor Smith. Wait, wait, hold on. Is it Taylor Smith? Wait, wait. Taylor Swift. They bring in Swift, and and now you have opened up the NFL to the Swifties, and that's millions upon millions of fans that wouldn't have been watching a NFL game, wouldn't have known any of the players' names, but now are aware of the NFL and actually might like watching the games or the things that are associated with the game. And now you're looking at the, the, you know, the ratings go up. You're looking at the, the, the sales of, of jerseys going up, the profile of Travis Kelsey's gone all the way up. And lo and behold, the NBA gets involved by involving Kim Kardashian, TJ. I mean, I think it's pretty brilliant marketing on their behalf because, well, they, the blueprint has already been set, set by the Paul brothers and then now it's been taken to a whole nother level by Taylor Swift.
5: Yeah, man, it's – uh, if you can – but you got to understand, it, it's somewhat different because the Skims, they are paying the NBA. Mm. The Paul brothers Don't are be, being – hey don't be don't be
4: surprised if taylor swift's people ain't paying for what they got going on
5: hey man these relationships are beneficial to both sides yeah Uh, no doubt they they market her album she comes to the games and brings them more publicity we're talking taylor swift and so it's a mutual beneficial relationship for both sides but yeah what what to see the Skims thing, like I said, man, I had no idea. No idea what it
4: well, was. now you do. And if you have an idea of how good Jonas Knox is, you'll stay tuned. All right? This is Up On Game. That's TJ Hutchman's of coming up next.